And we're back in four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's August 9th, 2020. Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with the Your host, Gabriel Hernandez, as always. It's episode 283 of Kicking It with the King. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have created a trio of podcasts, meaning Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've all done podcasts, so that's that's really cool. Um, unfortunately, I promised you guys a guest yes, on yesterday's show. Oh, no, I, I promised. I, I told you guys on yesterday's show that today's show would have a guest, but in that regard, that didn't turn out to ha- happen. However, my friend did come over, and um, now that, that's a whole story in a story, so let's do the plugs and stuff like that. <laughs> then I'm going to explain to you guys one of the more crazier times that I've had, and one of the crazier times, probably not these craziest in 2020 that I've experienced so far, but we'll talk about it in one second. But always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, like I said, we're available everywhere you get your podcast. Kicking it with the King is available everywhere you get your shows. If you want, if you have iPhone, download it on the Apple on the uh, Apple Podcast app, Android, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen, and also visit. You can visit. Excuse me, the website directly, Anchor.fm forward slash KWTKPod to listen and stream all the latest episodes of our show. Like, share, rate, review, any chance you get. We have social media. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're just on the Twitter page a little bit earlier today. Um, KWTK Pod for all the latest news and tweets and everything else. Any questions, comments, concerns, anything, you can shoot them a direct message or a tweet. I think my DMs are open in that regard, G the King official on Instagram, G T King official on Twitter, um, K W T K Pod both on Instagram and Twitter as well. Be sure to follow that, ladies and gentlemen, and so on. Obviously, we're we're gonna talk about the fights later on too. But first things first, let's get in that crazy story. Hold on, real quick. Let me get. Let me take a drink. All right, so. The previous day, before yesterday, right? I got uh, pretty fucking drunk. Not pretty drunk. I think I was pretty stoned the other day. Right? It's my day off. I worked hard throughout the week. Not point being made. My friend calls me and tells me that if I want to go hang out or do something. Because I'm like, yeah, man. My family went up to the mountains. So, I mean, I had work, I had work and some things to do on, later on. Uh, later, later on today and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I just, you know, I'm perfectly keen with sitting at home. Okay, so point being, skip to the good part. All right, so we go, we go to, um, oh my God, first things first. We, yeah, the place we went to, Togo's, dude, that got my stomach sick as fuck. And I threw up. However, I, I had already been kind of like, you know, faded a little bit. I was smoking that uh, Stizzy pen that I had bought in. Uh, recently, and, um, you know, I had drank a few beers or something early on, and early on in the day, and it's not like, not early, early in the day, but earlier, previously that day, obviously at an appropriate time, of course, but, um, so, you know, we were just there, you know, smoking on the pen, um, you know, I ate the sandwich, and then, you know, right after that, man, did those Indians put some shit in that sandwich, not literally, but some, 
some shit to make you, you know, pass out or black out because that's exactly, essentially, what happened, ladies and gentlemen. So, I eat the sandwich. We're sitting down at the, uh, you know, the levees are. I'm pretty damn sure you guys know where levees are. So, we walk up and we look on the other side. There's all this beautiful water. You know, the wind's blowing. There's people fishing. There's people on jet skis. There's people on boats. There's people fishing. There's families all out. There's tarp. Uh, there's a, what is it? What's the, what are those things called? The, uh, those not tarps they're fucking uh those things that you use like to uh you, you set up to you know kind of keep yourself uh cool keep your family face uh some give give them some space and people bring it camping all the time i just don't know the fucking name of it so after i eat the sandwich right i you know just i'm sitting there we're talking and all of a sudden dude i just my head starts really hurting and i'm just like oh shit dude and then, you know, I, I've had a similar feeling to this when I tried this uh, really strong marijuana from an ex's uh, boyfriend. Or not boyfriend, an ex's boyfriend. That completely came out wrong. We gotta edit that last part out. An ex's brother, her brother, you know, is smoking with me. I guess he's used to that strain and, you know, just hit me so hard. And, you know, I just felt like I was gonna pass out, man. And I did. And woke up, I mean, there was rocks, like, the loose rocks and shit, like that, I didn't, like, hit my face or bust my head open or anything like that, dude, I just passed out, you know, I don't know if I was, like, I took too many hits and all that, and then last night I was googling, uh, the worst things to happen when people black out or some shit like that, I came across a couple articles of people's experiences after kind of blacking out, essentially, and the last time that I, that ever happened, it, it actually was a lot more traumatic than previously because um, I've told the story a lot on the show, but for new listeners, for people just tuning into the show and stuff like that, um, you know, there was this one time where I actually was on the we were we were smoking the joint on the steps, right? And all of a sudden, you know, he's just talking. He's a guy that talks a lot about cars and about everything. Real uh, into cars. So we're just talking and talking and talking. And there's a side of my head that's like, oh, my God, please, please stop talking to me, please. You know, I'm like, I'm, I, I, everything I was, he was saying was just going, it was all slow. It was like really slow. And I fell and smacked my head on the pavement, man. It, you know, the thing was, we weren't on level ground. You know the steps to your house? Like, you step on the first step, and it's, imagine doing, like, your tippy toes and falling off the first step onto fucking concrete. Smack my head. I didn't bleed or nothing. I was just heavily, I felt like I was concussed. Like, I felt like someone knocked me out. I've never been knocked out by punches or anything like that. I've never been KO'd or anything, but, you know, hitting my head like that, it was crazy as fuck. You know, I was just like, oh, they're like, my exes and her sister... Excuse me. She was like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" I'm like, "You need to go to the hospital." I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm fine." I was like, "I know, I know. I hit my head. I fell. I passed out." And I remember exactly how it happened. So obviously, I didn't get any crazy ass brain damage or anything. Thankfully, I'm okay, and thankfully, I've endured some of the most pain in life, and I've still been able to get back on top and stuff. Not physical, too much physical. A handful of physical stuff, but nothing too crazy, and nothing I couldn't handle. So I passed out off the step, and then I woke up, and my head kind of hurt. I was just like, yeah, I just need to sit up and, you know, relax, and, you know, just, you know, recover, get, get, you know, get my wits back, you know, it's like when you get knocked out, you, you can't instantly get up or anything, you gotta sit there and, 
you know, go go back to your go back to the hotel room after getting your medicals, get checked out and all that. And that's that's exactly what you know I kind of was thinking about. I'm like, no, it's all right. I'm gonna be okay. I have a lot of faith in my recovery and my health and stuff. And it brings you to mid modern day 2020, aka August 8th, 2020. Yesterday. Hold on, let me text my homegirl back. God, I love you. <laughs> She's fucking awesome. She's full of fucking life, too. Like, she like just since yesterday, like, she's just been really kind and, like, really cool. Really cool-ass fucking chick, though. Really, really sweet and really, really uh, caring and appreciative. So, that's good to have it. Shout out to you. Anyways, back to my story. So, I hit my head first uh, the second time that not, not the you know with the ex with with the ex's brother and stuff but this time yesterday right so we're talking we're talking i eat a sandwich then all of a sudden it just starts to get a little like i'm like oh i'm kind of getting a little hot here my head's kind of hurting and i sit down and you know i throw up i'm just like that shit i was like i'm gonna throw up i was like i told him i was like i'm going to fucking throw up dude because of I don't know, that sandwich was fucking nasty, bro. Now, that's why I don't go to Togo's, man. Togo's is fucking nasty. I'm not saying the Togo's is the reason for passing out, but I remember every fucking scene of what happened other than the part that I passed out. She, uh, the, the, the ladies the, and the people in there, they just seem like they're all fucking disgusting-ass people, man. I should be like, you guys, this sandwich made me fucking take a shit, a big fat shit. That shit was disgusting. It was good, don't get me wrong. But the aftermath and the effects aren't worth it, bro. For you to throw up or some shit after that. Then on top of that, I probably ate... And I ate some food previously earlier that day and stuff. So maybe that just really upset my stomach. To the point where it, you know, just... Just exploded. My body could not take it. So I was crazy. And then after I ate the sandwich, like I said, I passed out for about... So my friends have like 20 minutes. 20, 20, 30 minutes. But, you know, where we were sitting was right by the water... And if you see a lot of natural wildlife and a lot of natural places, you see all those big stacked rocks. If, you're, if you've been to Lake Comanche or uh, Lake Tolick in uh, the Central Valley, Calif uh, Central Valley area in California, you're very familiar with all those rocks that are stacked, right? They weren't like that, but I was sitting on a tree limb that was old, old-ass tree limb. That was super, super thick. Like, the trunk was very thick. So, we're si I'm sitting, like, in the, um, kind of halfway in the water. But then, yeah, yeah, everything just got all slow. And then I, like, just fucking went to sleep. And I was just like, oh, my God. I can't even really remember what happened. And next thing you know, my shirt's off. And I'm like, oh, shit. What the hell happened? My face was dripping sweat. It was, it was hot on top of just, you know, everything. I was feeling absolutely shitty. I was high as fuck. Uh, I mean, I, I, I drank, had previously drank earlier, so, at the end of this, to circle all around, people were probably just thinking, well, you're a fucking idiot, well, what the fuck's wrong with you, that's your own fault, but, the only thing that comes out of this, is that fucking sandwich was nasty, it was, it was, I mean, it's, it's I'm, I'm not aiming to do that, that doesn't never really happen, that hasn't happened in, in, in probably a few years, so, it's, it's, I mean, I pass out, you know, sometimes I pass out when we get drunk and stuff, but, you know, I go to my bed, you know, most of the time, Probably ninety nine nine ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I actually like you know you, you when I pass out when you're drunk and you're just having a good time like you know finally my body tells me dude you're fucked up go home or go no not go home because I'm I'm always at home I try to always drink when I'm at home like I don't like to consume 
psychoactive potential potentially psychoactive things whether it's beer whether it's weed unless i'm in a controlled and comfortable environment or any other things of that matter if i'm not around people that are comfortable or like people who are hella good or hella cool with like not hella cool but like you know people who you can trust say for example if you did pass out or you didn't need a shoulder to lay on or cry on or do some sort of other things like that then then that those are the types of people you want you don't want any shitty people around that just watch it blog it snapchat it and don't really show you the appreciation then again i'm not a kind of guy that uh would let people like that into my life Anyway, yeah, so it, it, it was it was pretty cool, man. I mean, I guess, like, you know, I, I kind of knew what was going to happen, but I didn't really expect to fall asleep. I was just trying to sit down and uh, get some air, and then my friend was talking. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm okay. I'm like, I'm okay. I, I really couldn't speak properly. I was just kind of like, so fucking, concu- not concussed, but so fucking out of it, man. So uh, that's just kind of scary. It was pretty crazy, man, but. No, overall, I had fun. Got a couple of pictures before that shit happened, and then, um, obviously, then after that, came home, um, turned on some Hulu, because I've, uh, I bought the, I have the bundle, the ESPN bundle, the Disney Plus, and Hulu, so I went and turned on some, I had previously been watching Family Guy earlier, too, and I recently just started watching, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I'm stuck on that show as well. Uh, yeah, I have, like, um, I try to get, like, a handful of some really good shows to watch and stuff, and, and some things that, you know, you could do, say, if you're at home, say, if you had a few days off or some shit like that, then that, that can be, uh, that, that's better for you in general, so. Yeah, I considerably like it, though. You know, it's cool, I mean, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's hella fucking funny, Rosa's hella funny, well, that's probably one of my favorite characters as well, um. Andy Samberg's character is hilarious, but on top of that, um, another show I've been watching too, if you really want to bring back the 90s, if you really want to bring back your childhood, if you really want to sit and think about it, I know 90s babies, July babies, cancer babies, all the fucking 90s babies, we all remember fucking uh, Powerpuff Girls, right? Powerpuff Girls, um... The original one, it, it's not the, it's not the, f- one, the, the one where it's like sugar, spice, and everything nice. These were the ingredients chosen to create the perfect little girls. But Professor Utonium accidentally added something, something fucking chemical X. No, it wasn't that one, ladies and gentlemen. It was a 2016 release, I think. Yeah, the 2016 release. Of Powerpuff Girls, and it was on, obviously on Cartoon Network as well. Uh, I think it's like thirty something episodes per season. How many? Se- I think there's like three seasons or something. So it was like thirty something episodes, and I'm probably on like episode eleven or twelve of the first season. So you still got a little bit of a a while to go. They're they're a lot shorter than the normal episodes too. Um, they're probably about like eleven to twelve minutes per episode and stuff like that. So. Uh, that, that's cool, I've been binge-watching a lot of that other stuff, too, like, all the shows that I mentioned, and, you know, the couple days off I've had, I've just been chilling at home and, you know, relaxing, obviously went out yesterday, had some fun, but, uh, here we are now, now, and, uh, I got some stuff later on today, so without further ado, 
let's move along, obviously. Like I said, on top of everything yesterday, I did catch the fights. I was gunning to see, uh, I wanted to see the Chris Weidman versus Omari Akhmedov fight. So by the time I had gotten back home and was conscious, I was feeling good. The Yanni Kunitskaya fight was on. And, uh, you know, Yanni Kunitskaya, the, the girlfriend or wife of Tiago, I don't know, the, the girlfriend of T, uh, UFC light heavyweight Tiago Santos, you know, she was fighting. And then after that, we got the uh, Chris Weidman versus Omari Akhmedov fight, which was, uh, you know, kind of the sole motivation for me wanting to, you know, kind of stay up and not pass out and go to sleep or anything like that. Um, but going back, let's, let's go to the, let's talk about that matchup. You know, it, it, I mean, a lot of people knew. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty damn sure like the world's watching that one. And, you know, a lot of pressure on Weidman's back to get the, you know, one, what is like one in five in his last six fights. Or no, like something, he lost like five out of six or something. So, something crazy like that, man. And then, you know, just all the pressure leading up. Is he done? People writing him off. Anytime someone talks to them, um, interview, you know, it's like, what's next? Are you going to retire? You know, are you still the same? You know, just, you know, you know, you know what I mean, right? Just everything, everything was riding on on um, the back of Chris Weidman for this fight. And, you know, obviously he really needed a win. Hence, if he had lost to Amari, Amari Akhmedov last night, then we really wouldn't have any, you know, there really wouldn't be a discussion for what's next. It's just going to be like a, a one-hit type of wonder, obviously. Like I said, he has some amazing victories. He has some amazing wins over Anderson Silva, you know, Vitor Belfort, the other Machida. And Machida was absolutely in his prime. I mean, Weidman did absolutely good in that fight. And, you know, obviously, like I said, defended this title multiple times. So, I mean, it's not like he's a slouch. It's just, you know, some people's times pass. But, but but fortunately, that wasn't the case yesterday. He secures a unanimous decision victory. I thought Weidman had rounds, what was it, rounds one and three or something like that. I mean, obviously, it was a unanimous decision. Um, his defense held up very well. He got hit with some bombs. I mean, Akhmedov was swinging very aggressively sometimes, and he, you know, he came out like a bat out of hell. But And, you know, he stopped a lot of the takedowns and stuff. But, you know, in the middle kind of the fight, both men got real tired and stuff. So, you know, it was kind of like a sluggy, sluggish fight. And, you know, obviously for a lot of people, um, a lot of people really kind of, I can kind of see it and understand it that there's just a lot of people out there Honestly, they just wanted to see Chris get the win. It didn't, it didn't matter. That was for me. I was like, I told myself, I was like, I'm not expecting a knockout. I'm not expecting a, a submission or like an overall amazing performance from Weidman. No, all respects to Weidman. I'm, I'm not saying that he's not capable of putting those performances on. I'm just saying my expectations, how much pressure, how much anxiety you get from watching him and, you know, losing streak and, you know, him getting a win and, you know, all that stuff's just on the shoulders, on his back and stuff, as well as the fans because, you know, there's a lot of fans out there that, you know, you can't even post a fucking picture on the internet without people talking about your fights or telling you you should retire or you suck or you're not the same since you saw that came around. And, and, you know, there's a lot to do with when you're a fighter in, in the fight game. And I'm pretty damn sure with all these podcasts out, all the interviews, everything along the lines of that, 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 that stuff can be very taxing on a fighter. So, I mean, for Chris, I can only imagine how much. But, you know, thank God, man, in the winner by unanimous decision, Chris, the All-American Weidman. You know, how fucking awesome was that, man? This is, you know, it kind of feels like forever since we've seen him get a win. It's been like three years, since 2017 or something. His last win was against Gastelum. And I was just about to say, like, during that fight, 
And uh, when when Weidman was in full mount and he had that arm triangle choke at that time, I, I, I literally thought that he was going to get that. I was like, oh, wow. His first win since 2017, and he won the same exact way that he won against Gastelum, man. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it, it was really good to see that. And, um, you know, what is you know, you pull up your phone and you look at the results and you see all the posts about the fighters and stuff who won. And, you know, Chris Weidman, Chris Weidman ends losing streak, defeats Omari Akhmedov by an decision. I'm like, damn, yes. And let me mention, uh, speaking of him defeating Omari Akhmedov by unanimous decision, I completely fucked up my main card picks. Okay, so let's go to the, let's go to the verdict MMA. Uh, follow me on that on that as well. I'll post the link later. At G the King, amazing. There's so much shit for you guys to follow and subscribe to. I know. I'm sorry. All right, Lewis versus Olenek. My main card picks. I had Benil Dariush winning by unanimous decision. He won by knockout. Okay. I had Yanni Kuniskaya winning by decision. Perfect pick. Thank you, Yanni. Yana. Excuse me. Um. Maki Patolo versus Darren Stewart. I had Darren Stewart by decision. Darren Stewart won by submission, I think. I do believe in the first what was it? Did he win in like the first round or something? Oh yeah, he won by yeah, he won by submission. Uh so and then on after that I had uh, Chris Weidman by unanimous decision against Omari Akhmedov, and I actually picked Alenic to beat Derek Lewis by uh, third round submission. And, you know, if you look at Olenek, Olenek, the reason I picked that is because Olenek's the kind of guy that can kind of endure stuff. He has a good chin unless he's not getting cracked directly. And, and, and you know, he's like, you know, remember the Walt Harris fight. But, you know, Olenek's very tough, and he's very experienced, and he's been there. He's fought all different types of guys. He's fought in multiple generations of the fight game. So it's not like there's anything that he absolutely hadn't seen in, in the Black Beast. But, you know, I made a mistake picking Olenek. Not saying that I regret it. It's a fight game. But that would have been a 5-0 and o main card pick, baby. How can we have let that shit go? But, yeah, I mean, Olenek did have some good positions. You know, a couple of those, uh, you know, little what were those chokes or those, you know, those submission attempts that he had tried. You know, he, he did real good on, you know, on top. And hence, if they had more cardio and, you know, it was a little bit faster paced, you know, just controlling and, and everything. He did control Lewis, and he was squeezing on his head. I thought a couple times that he was going to get the submission, and I was going to be perfectly fine if he had gotten first-round submission or something like that, but that wasn't the case. I mean, he he did what he needed to do to get the job done. I mean, like I said, the, Eric Lewis is, I mean, obviously, like I said, the, the game plan for Olenek, I would have said, is to been, you know, grappling heavy as he did and, you know, get the fight to the mat because, you know, fortunately, Derek Lewis's ground game did look a lot more phenomenal, but I had said before this that um, it would be better for Olenek. His chances of winning would be a lot better if it was on the ground because, you know, you got guys like Derek Lewis. I mean, he landed big bomb on his feet, and then I had said, like, the only time Derek Lewis is dangerous on the ground is if he's on top punching your face in, and that's exactly what happened and you know, I just retweeted my 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 tweet and quoted it at the top and I said unless he's punching your fucking face in and that's exactly what he did man he got the ground and pound he stopped he had the uh, you know he, he he had him turtle up it was the fight was over man that was a good stoppage um great win for Derek Lewis that marks three in a row two by decision and one by finish Black Beast is riding a three fight three fight winning streak excuse me after losing two 
uh, straight previously. And one of those was for the title as well. So congrats to Derek Lewis, however. I'm not mad at the pick. I could have went 5-0, and but instead I went 4-1. and But it was a risky bet, and I'm not really a guy that bets too much on, on, on fights. I mean, I do. But at the end of the day, anybody can win and anything can happen. And it only adds a little bit more pressure to the situation when you have to actually sit there and, and try to bet or anything. You know what I mean? Let's take a quick commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for waiting. Patience is a virtue. So moving ahead on, um, you know, I don't know. If, well, should we move ahead or should we... I mean, no, actually, no, we're not going to move ahead, actually, because there is a couple more things. I still wanted to touch a couple, touch base on a couple things with Chris Weidman and Derek Lewis. So, um, with Chris Weidman's performance, I mean, not being the most exciting, you know, obviously the casual fan, you know, obviously, I, I mean, I personally thought, you know, you know, it's one of the shittier Chris Weidman fights, but I love Chris Weidman, so I'm not saying it's a shitty performance. Personally, I'm just saying for a lot of people, people I mean, obviously Chris can agree with it. He did say it on the post show or his interview that you know he wasn't really you know obviously there's still a lot of work to do and you know he got tired. It's a three round fight. He's used to championship level fights, so you know, it's his first fight back. We're in a pandemic and hasn't had a win since 2017, so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and judge the fight, it wasn't one of the better Chris Weidman fights, but for me, I didn't give a fuck about that, all I cared about was him getting a win and securing the W, and that's all that mattered to me at the end of the day that he, uh, he got the W done, so as for what's next, I don't think, you know, a top five middleweight at this point in time would be, uh, a top, you know, like a, a good thing for him at this point. But, you know, there, there, there's some good fights at middleweight now. But you don't, it's not like you have to, we don't have to build Weidman up. He's a former world champion and defeated one of the greatest fighters of all time in Anderson Silva. At this stage of his career, nearly 36 years old, 36 years old, you don't want to, you don't want to, I don't know how to say it, man, because there's a lot of theories and there's a lot of, codes that people go by, you know, oh, they're in the sport, you, you should be in there to be a champion, and other than that, you shouldn't just be sticking around, but we're not going to think about that, we're not going to be very technical, no, 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 what we're going to do, and what we're going to say is, you know, you got to build him back up to get him to where he realized his UFC championship level, now, that was back in 2015, and that's a long time ago, the sports evolve, and there's just fucking killers, savages at middleweight, savages at light heavyweight. Why the fuck did he go and fight Dominic Reyes, man? I mean, he looked, he looked all right at middleweight, man, but, you know, why fighting a nasty guy like Reyes? The sharp-ass left hand and, you know, good-ass takedown defense, dude. Wait, so did, did, did Reyes? Wait, Reyes, Reyes knocked out Weidman before he fought John Jones, huh? Okay, so, yeah. So, I don't know why the fuck he went even fought at light heavyweight. And, you know, a couple of those losses. You know, a couple of Weidman's losses were kind of close. You know, the fight with uh, with, with, with Musasi, he, he, he had some fun, did, did real good. I mean, the Romero fight, I had him winning, actually, until Romero landed that nasty flying knee in Madison Square Garden and stuff, and... You know, the Luke Rockhold fight, everything changed once he landed that spinning backhand. But, you know, I really want to see that fight again. You know, it's, that's weird, man. You know, people are, like, they're talking about fights for Chris Weidman next. 
you know, I, I would like to see that because, like I said, you want to build him back up or, you know, give him relative, not relatively winnable fights. I'm not saying Luke is like a, a, a relatively winnable fight or anybody in the UFC is easy or, or is a, you know, just like give me fight for Weidman. I'm saying there's people that can really, you know, you can you can fight those people and if you can just run through those people, it really shows you that, you know, you're still that top contender. I mean, he didn't have a number connected to his name, so it was a little different this time. But, you know, he had an amazing performance. And did I mention, he also snapped a winning streak for Armari Akhmedov, too. So that's also very performing and, and reassuring. He has a beautiful family, obviously beautiful wife, beautiful kids. And, you know, obviously he needed the win, and that was the biggest pressure for him. He mentioned it a lot. And I'm sure a lot of people, man, I felt the anxiety too. <laughs> I'm usually on my phone during the fights and tweeting and stuff like that. <sighs> Excuse me. But this one, I was like, I can't. I can't not take my eyes off the screen. I was like, I absolutely have to watch this shit because, you know, anything could happen. I need Weidman to win. I don't give a fuck about the bets, but I just, I know I just needed Weidman to win. So, I mean, he got the job done. So so how about this? Yeah, so a couple more things I said earlier that I wanted to touch base on Chris Weidman. How about we get him fighting Luke Rockhold next? That would be cool. I mean, Luke's not doing nothing. I mean, uh, Luke just fought Jan at light heavyweight, similarly to, to to Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman just had a failed attempt at light heavyweight. Luke Rockhold just had a, a failed attempt at light heavyweight. Both got knocked out. I'm not saying just because their they're, they're stats and losing are the same. That they should fight. I'm saying because you look at the first fight and you look at both of their careers and how similarly they kind of were, were up and they, you know, kind of declined in the same way and, you know, really don't know what's next for them along those lines. You know, they're kind of in that same kind of vibe that makes sense, like around the same area and their careers and stuff. And, um, I think that, you know, a fight with them. I mean, we don't really don't know what Luke's doing. We don't even know if he's in the USADA pool. He hasn't really announced the retirement. Um, you know, the Jan Blahovich fight, you know, he got knocked out and his jaw broken and stuff too. So, I mean, getting your jaw broken, I mean, got his jaw broken by Romero. And, you know, that's, that's not necessarily the best thing, man. You know, that Romero fight wasn't like the longest away from the Jan fight. So you think about it, a couple years or how, how long was that since before when he fought? Let me see. Cause you know, he fought Romero and he broke his jaw. And he fought Jan and broke his jaw. And you're breaking your jaw within two times within a span of five years or less, dude. Are you kidding me? That sounds like pretty brutal. So, you know, that, uh, Luke has been fighting for a long-ass time. Former world champion in Strike Force, Former world champion in the UFC. You know, obviously, you know, he, he, he looked... He, you know, he obviously was a world beater. I remember the fight, first fight he had in the UFC was against crazy-ass Vitor Belfort. Man, that was crazy. Um, so Luke, Luke's 35 years old, very handsome man, one of the most handsome men in the UFC, no homo though, man, just looks absolutely gorgeous, Luke, you're a gorgeous man, no homo, okay, so, all Luke's losses are by knockout, remember the Vitor Belfort loss, the Bisping loss, the Romero loss, the Jan loss, and who else did Luke lose to, some other, so, so Luke Luke has only lost to Vitor in the UFC. He's only lost to Bisping, Vitor, Romero, and Jan Blahovich. So, like, that's not the worst. It's just a matter of the way that it happens. So, so I mean, look at all those wins. I mean, Vitor, Belfort, 
Or no, not win. Excuse me. He didn't win that one. Costa Filippo, Tim Kennedy, Keith Dardine, Jacare Souza, Paul Bradley, Jesse Taylor. And those are back in the strike force. That was back in 2009. He was 6-1 and one at the time. And he comes back, beats Tim Boach, Costa Filippo, Bisping the first time. Amazing submission win over Bisping. Leota Machida. And he fucked Leota Machida up, though, honestly. Luke beat the fuck out of Machida. Then he came back and beat Weidman. That was in the fourth round, won the middleweight title. Lost his middleweight title to Michael Bisping. That's when Michael Bisping became the champion. Then fought David Branch. Then lost to Romero. Then Blahovich. So, at the end of the day, like I said, this is an interesting fight. It's a good fight for Weidman. I think it's an interesting, good fight for, for, for Luke as well. So, I mean, at the point, I, I want to see that. And, you know, if you want to think about it, now that we're live tweeting on the show, we're going to live tweet some shit right now. While we're on the show, while we're live, and you can follow us directly on Twitter at KWTKPod at G the King, GT King Official. Um, let me see. I'm gonna tweet it right now. Oh, that's the wrong account. Damn it. I'm using the KWTKPod account. I'm trying to use my personal account and hashtag UFC Vegas Six. Hold on. Let me say this. Hold on. How about Derek Lewis's fucking tweet? Or, you know, he said he had to take a shit or something during the post-fight the post, post interview. <laughs> and it got bleeped out, kind of. He's like, oh, hey, or some, some shit like that. All right, we're going to live tweet this right now, okay? I want to see Chris Weidman versus Luke Rockhold, too. Because of where both men are at in their respective careers. First fight was fun and a second one. said I want to see Luke Rockhold versus Chris Weidman too because of where both men are at in their respective careers. The first fight was fun and, and the second one would deliver and look good for either men with a definitive win. Weidman perfect fight for Weidman So, I mean, I want to see that. I think it'd be, uh, I mean, oh, fuck it, man. There's nothing else going on. So why not, why not, why the hell wouldn't you, uh, Whoa, you need to sit the fuck down. Oh. Oh, that is the worst thing I've ever read. You're a fucking bitch. I'm not going to say you read this, but I'm not, not going to say exactly who said it because I actually follow this individual on Twitter and Instagram. So I just definitely agree with disagree.
She said, Val can't believe there's a man who finds Valentina Shevchenko attractive. Because this other dude is like, can't believe there's a woman who find this man, finds this man attractive. And it's Colby Covington. And someone's, the girl said, I don't. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for tweeting this. <laughs> Savage, we're gonna we're we're gonna live tweet something very explicit here on this podcast. We're gonna do it. <laughs> dude, Valentina Sevchenko is so sexy, dude. I mean, I'll be kissing, I'll be kissing on that girl like no tomorrow. We're not gonna get all weird on this show, but you know she's fucking sexy. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, she acts guns, she speaks Russian, she speaks fluent Spanish, Portuguese, English. She shoots fucking accurate. She's one of the best female fighter on the planet. No, we said it. We can say anything. Hey, if the tweet gets taken down, it gets taken down. Who gives a fuck? Uh, so I, I would quote the the count that said this, but uh, she said, "Yeah, I mean, I've seen her with makeup and all on, but she's all right. But I couldn't imagine going to bed with that. Maybe it's her dancing that still annoys me, dude. She's hot as fuck, dude. I would go to bed with Valentina Shevchenko." Every single night. Every single night, man. You look at those hips. You look at the way she dances. You look at the way she moves, her posture, her fight skills, her technical abilities. She speaks multiple languages. She's very smart. She's very confident. She's super good. Valentina is absolutely gorgeous. I love you, Valentina Shevchenko. I'm going to look up a picture of Valentina Shevchenko now on Instagram because she's so fucking gorgeous. Her sister Antonina Shevchenko is absolutely beautiful too, so. Maybe I should go fucking date a Russian woman. Russian women are badass. But Russian women fighters are badass. And that's why people get attracted. Being like, attracted to people who are fighters. 17-time world champion in Muay Thai, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, the only woman to push up the great Amanda Nunes to her absolute, you know, the, the, the you know, he pushed her to the absolute brink. That shit's insane. I mean, she hasn't fought through Cyborg or anything, but, you know, fucking Valentina Shevchenko is so... I would love to marry... I would marry you in the heartbeat. She's, she's all right looking... You know, it's pretty, obviously, without the makeup, she's, she's a damn good fighter, but I would love to have her as my wife. I wouldn't do anything. I know she would whoop my ass if I tried to do anything crazy. 
And she goes, look, look at she's always fishing. She goes traveling and shit. She shoots guns. Oh, man, I can only fucking imagine. Look at her. She goes driving. Damn, look, she, she's over here driving. I'm looking at her Instagram right now. Like, she's driving in, in Pine County. and well, She just likes to drive. She likes to travel, man. She has a nice truck. Dude, Jenny Frey is so sexy, too. Ugh. You ever seen... Do you guys know who Jenny Frey is? Jenny, Jenny Frey is a former world champion in Invicta. The Adamway champion in Invicta. She fights in uh, UFC right now. She's uh, obviously the... She's well. She's not the champion, but she's a uh, obviously strawweight, strawweight contender. But dude, she's fucking sexy too. I love me some fight fucking nice looking women. When they're nice looking women and they can fight, that's all that matters. Just as similarly to Valerie Lareda's dominant win just uh, recently too over in Bellator. Do you see that dance, bruh? The last yeah, Valerie Lareda her. Yeah, it was a KO, the win, and then the dance afterwards, dude. That was pretty fun. She got some hips, too. They can all get it. Then hearing her hot sister. You see Valentine, uh, uh, Loretta's hot sister? What's her name? What What's her hot sister's name? <laughs> Let's look at it. Let's look, look, look. You know, you gotta be impressive to impress these kind of women. Especially her fucking sister. Especially their Cuban. Cuban girls, bro. You gotta really put out for those Cuban girls. Especially the Loretas. Look at that booty. It's a little booty, though, but it's alright. She's cute. Uh, oh, she took a picture at 50 Cent? Oh, that was at the Bellator card. Uh, you know, Natalie Loretta took a picture... With the 50 cent. Okay, that was cool. That was back in 2019. Look at me being a creep looking at her Instagram. Valerie Loretta and her sister Natalie. Valerie and Natalie. Super fucking hot names. <laughs> oh my god. Who is that? Alia Fowler? Oh, she's like an Indian girl. Or like from, the, from Lebanon. You guys see that crazy ass freaking explosion over there in Lebanon with the, 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 the aluminum nitrate that was stored there for like six years. Some shit like that. Some crazy shit like that happened or something. Oh, this girl, some kids already. Are those black kids? Black babies? She likes that black guy shit. Man, okay, son. Man, these kids are. What the hell? She's pretty fucking hot, though. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck that is. I mean, stop looking at some chicks here on the internet or on, on Instagram. But um, we, what else we got um, on the show? Is that everything? I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, unless there's anything else we got to do. Oh, we got the um, we've got the uh, the third fight between DC and Stipe um, coming up too. So we're gonna have a podcast coming out talking about that, breaking it down a little bit later on in the middle of the week if we can. Um, fuck, it, it, it seems kind of tempting to want to talk about it right now, but I think that's all the time we've got, ladies and gentlemen. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for another day. We did three shows in a row. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, um, from this episode of Kicking It With The King. However, really, really good show. Um, GT King Official on Twitter to follow me. 
KWTK Pod to subscribe to our show directly. Um, G the King Official on Instagram as well. Anchor.fm forward slash KWTK Pod. <coughs> Excuse me. To stream, like, share, rate, review, support our show all the way. We're available everywhere you get your shows. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys for everything, all the support, all the listeners, everybody. Tune in, listen to the show often, every single week. We try to make it as entertaining and informative as possible. This is Gabriel Hernandez signing off here on this beautiful August 9th, 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back here sooner rather than later. Try not to miss me too hard, bitches. We out of here. Bye, folks.